truth, tell them the truth. Start thinking critically right now. It, it, idiot, ain't, ain't thinking. It, it, idiot, ain't, ain't thinking. Basically, they say poor people are lazy. But rich people pay others just to go and clean up their mess like their babies. Would you say that maybe that that's crazy? They got maids. They don't even raise their own kids. Their own kids. Someone else is getting paid. They always on vacation, off late in the shade. They don't want the workers paid if they're sick and miss a day. But it's true. They take off days whenever they want. We can find other models to follow. The wooden shoe in Philly is a glimpse of a better tomorrow. There was a time when I was drinking. Got thrown in prison. It was called prohibition. We got the same system for drugs, but it won't fix it. Deal was on the corner. The ones flying the drugs and planes over the borders So much corruption, the government never stops All these issues I mentioned, can you connect the dots? And see how they link and that's real critical thinking Cause it's not politicians, it's a problem with the system Listen, it's a vision to stop politics They don't want this political, critical thinking 24,000 people die from hunger every day The poor and rich are divided, it's gotta be a better way 700 billion dollars for the military budget Only 30 billion to end all the world's hunger Put yourself in the shoes of this calamity and actually Think what if it happened to your family situation About dying from starvation and racist here don't care Cause you're from a darker skin nation Like a dark star face We're all from Africa, same nation Nation devastation, corruption They say it'll never end Then again, it's a lot more of us Than there are them Powerful men in this economy Let's not pretend They care if what you do is truly good in the end Cause they measure your success by the money you can spend But that habit we can end It's a terrible way to live and trap in capitalism If you're poor, you take something from a store You go to prison But the rich can buy the store and steal everything in it And then fire all the workers That was the way to make a living Paying for poor people's heat in the winter That's socialism Compare the two systems, look up the definition The fire department and police is socialism that we live in You want a rich boss telling you what you need to make a living you think workers should work together to make these decisions 24,000 people die from hunger every day The poor and rich are divided It's gotta be a better way 700 billion dollars for the military budget Only 30 billion to end all the world's hunger We don't need a better system Check how the ghettos live Slavery and segregation Maintain separation One day in the summer on the 4th of July In West Philly I didn't see one flag in the sky And my eyes didn't see light-skinned people more than five And three of them was police out patrolling And they ride and they ride What we facing in the cities the divide They had schools and a grade school are still segregated. The government never made up for slavery, never paid reparations. You can see, obviously, it's one of the reasons that we still got poverty. The U.S. uses torture as a policy. Many countries don't approve of this atrocity. Marar was a victim of this torture rendition. 37 looks like me, he's a Canadian citizen. Torture for months in Syria, the admission. They said he did nothing wrong to anyone living. It's sad. What if that was your dad or your brother? Stop the way he had to suffer. It could happen to another. It's starving victims while we have eating competition. Am I tripping? Can you see something's missed? 24,000 people die from hunger every day. The poor and rich are divided. It's gotta be a better way. 700 billion dollars for the military budget. Only 30 billion to end all the world's hunger. They want you to be an idiot who ain't critical thinking. They want you to be an idiot who ain't critical thinking. They want you to be an idiot who ain't critical thinking. They want you to be an idiot who ain't critical thinking. Often is a blessing, that was the Holocaust lesson Not following all the government's directions Often is a blessing, that was the Holocaust lesson Only 30 billion could end all the world's hunger It could, if the politicians cared enough to spend it Stop giving all the money to the military You wanna do something with other people that's thinking critically Check out the groups listed at thetruthmusic.com
true. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a soundtrack for the resistors, the agitators, and the fighters working for a better world. If you want to make a recommendation or send me a message, head over to polyrical.com. You'll find a link there to send an email. You'll also find a link there to recommend a song, a topic, or an artist for a future episode, and a link to make a donation to keep this podcast free and independent. The song that opened up this episode was Critical Thinking by The Truth, and I want to spell that for you. It's T-H-A-T-R-U-T-H. So when you're searching for The Truth, that's what you'll need to, to type in. The Truth can be a little hard to find online because there are some other artists, specifically Trey The Truth, that tend to dominate the search results. The album that the song Critical Thinking came off of was Music for a Better World. The Truth also records as Jay Steele. You can find Jay Steele's most recent albums on Bandcamp at forthelove.bandcamp.com. Jamie Webster released a brand new album at the start of February. Here's a little bit of what Sheila Taylor had to say about the album in AmplifyTheNoise.com. The album is called 10 for the People. Ten for the People firmly proves Jamie is a voice for the working class and a champion for the underdogs. Through the 11 tracks, Jamie provides anthems and beautifully crafted stories that reflect not only the world around us, but Jamie's growth since his 2020 debut album, We Get By. Depth and authenticity is at the heart of Jamie's music. He's not singing or writing about things because they are trendy, but because they are near and dear to him. His commitment to his roots and the community is evident, not just in his music, but also in his actions. Whether he is encouraging openness about mental health or raising money for charities, like donating earnings from How Do You Sleep at Night to the British Red Cross, his dedication to making a positive impact is front and center. Here's a little taste of the track How Do You Sleep at Night from 10 for the People by Jamie Webster. Mr. How you making all your money? Tell me what's the reason for this war? You've bombed another country and left its people hungry. Where I doubt the things were quite so bad before. In addition to that track, How Do You Sleep at Night, Jamie's ability to capture the heart of everyday ups and downs and be a platform for those unheard can be heard in tracks like Voice of the Voiceless and Sing Your Tears. Respectively, the songs are about uniting for a positive change, the hand the government has in war and refugees and mental health. Speaking of war, there's always many wars happening around the world at any given time one of the major side effects of the systems that we have allowed to exist to govern us and govern our behaviors. Those systems, those exploitive systems, uh, particularly the economic system, but others as well, contribute to this massive imbalance of power that can only be maintained through violence and through threats of violence. 
Some of that violence right now is happening in Gaza and has been happening there for more than 100 years. But this latest flare-up of the Nakba that the Israeli and Israeli Defense Forces have enacted against the Palestinian people for, again, decades um, is especially brutal. It's very clearly genocidal. And it is incumbent upon all of us to find ways to take action to make it end. With a reported death toll now reaching over 29,500 and the actual death toll when estimated, uh, the bodies of folks that are estimated to be buried still under all of the collapsed buildings, Israel's destroyed or severely damaged over 60% of the residential buildings in Gaza. That reported death toll is now over 38,000. The attempts by aid agencies to get supplies into Gaza and especially into North Gaza have been massively restricted by Israel. Um, in, between January 1st and February 15, over 70 different deliveries were planned in North Gaza and only 15 of them were allowed to be completed or partially completed and the rest were blocked for various reasons. Between the 1st and the 15th of February, only two out of 21 planned fuel missions by humanitarian partners to the north of Wadi Gaza were facilitated by the Israeli authorities. And all 16 planned fuel or assessment missions to water and wastewater pumping stations in the north were denied access. This is the kind of control that Israel is exercising on top of their massive military destruction of infrastructure and of humanity in Gaza. And this is why so many people see this and express this as a genocide. A significant number of individuals from UN agencies in the last two days have stated very clearly that the conditions are such right now in Gaza that what Israel is doing demands that the response from other nations should be to cut off all military aid to Israel. Under international law, it is unlawful to provide arms that you have a reasonable suspicion that those weapons will be used in violation of international humanitarian law. It is unlawful for you to send those weapons. And the UN leaders of these UN agencies have argued that no nation should now be arming Israel. Of course, nations like the US and the UK are not going to follow that direction. They have uh, yet to take any significant effort to try to prevent Israel from committing genocide against the Palestinians in Gaza. So it comes down to the people. What power do the people have to stop arms from going to Israel from these empire nations? Um, not a lot, but some. We have the power to pressure our legislators to 
uphold those international laws and the national laws that are in place to govern the national behavior in relation to those international laws. We have the power to sue our governments when they don't follow those laws. There was a lawsuit raised in the U.S. against the U.S. government and its arming of Israel. Unfortunately, that lawsuit was dismissed, but there are potentially other opportunities for the same. And then ultimately, we have the opportunity to take direct action. And you might think, how, can, how do you take direct action against the arming of Israel? But there are folks that are doing it, and there are folks that are seeing levels of success in doing it. The most successful group that is doing this right now is Palestine Action. Palestine Action started out in the UK and with a very specific goal to target Elbit Systems. Elbit Systems is an Israel-based international military technology company and defense contractor. It is the biggest defense contractor that serves uh, Israel. And it creates the drones and a lot of other weaponry and other systems for that weaponry that are bombing and killing in Gaza today. Palestine Action blockades subsidiaries of Elbit Systems and actually uh, factories and offices owned by Elbit and run by Elbit directly as well. They target the companies that make up the support structure of El Elbit, the companies that transport Elbit products, the companies that help Elbit find employees, the companies that rent space to Elbit. All of these companies and organizations are targeted by Palestine Action. Not only do they blockade these businesses, but they vandalize these businesses. They often spray red paint on the outside of these businesses to make it blatantly obvious that what is going on in this facility is not something that they want to continue to happen. They smash windows, they get on roofs, they occupy buildings, they get inside, they smash equipment that is used by Elbit and by Elbit subsidiaries to function. And they've had successes. There's a company called Kuhn and Nagel that handles a lot of transportation in the UK for Elbit. And that company, after being uh, targeted by Palestine Action, has announced that it is cutting ties with Elbit and Elbit subsidiaries. There was a company that served as the primary recruiter for Elbit for to fill jobs, and that company has dropped Elbit. And the company Fisher German has also announced that it was ending its ties with Elbit. So direct action can work. This organization has done a very, very good job. Um, starting way back years ago, uh, this is not something that's flared up as, after October of last year, although it's increased and become more visible since then for certain. And, and probably attracted a lot more supporters and a lot more participants as well. You can go to palestineaction.org and see um, what they have going on, see where they're protesting, uh, join in on trainings for their direct actions that they're planning. Steve White of Steve White and the Protest Family just released in the last few days 
a brand new track. It is called Just Another Day at Elbit. The opening lines are there's a man in a factory in Leicester fixing wings onto military drones. He breaks at 11 for coffee while they bomb Palestinian homes. Here's a little bit more of the track Just Another Day at Elbit by Steve White and the protest family. Building military systems to be fired at a distance It's just a nine to five She smiles as he hands her a copper Looking up from a targeting grid She likes it when he brings coffee While they shoot Palestinian kids and you'll find Just Another Day at Elbit on YouTube at, on the Steve White and the Protest Family page. I saw that Dan Byrne just released a new track from his future album, the album to be called Starting Over. And I got really excited. New, new music from Dan is usually a very good thing. Dan's wit and humor usually shines bright as he pokes at the ailments in our society. Uh, here's a little bit of a bio from danburn.com. If you must put him in a box, make sure it's a big box. Undefinable by genre, crossing over and through folk, rock, singer, songwriter, and kids music, Dan Byrne is a captivating live performer with a loyal multi-generational following. He's written thousands of songs, released dozens of albums, and played shows across North America and Europe. From coffee shops to Carnegie Hall, and he most recently opened for The Who and Roger Daltrey. Dan's songs have appeared in numerous films and TV shows. A rare and true Renaissance artist, Dan is the author of several books, is a prolific painter, has his own podcast and internet radio station. What gave me a little bit of trepidation when I saw the title of this new track is that title. This track is Bible, featuring Jane's Great Dane. As I listened to it for the first time, I thought to myself before it started, you know, is, is this going to work? Is, is Dan going to nail this topic? How's he going to approach this? And Dan did not disappoint. Here is a bit from Bible. No one in the Bible was white. No one in the Bible was white. Day was day, dark was a night. No one in the Bible was white. Jesus walked on the water in the land of milk and honey. Looked more like Colin Kaepernick than the guys on your money. No one in the Bible was white. No one in the Bible was white. And Dan later goes on in the song to explain how a particular character in the Bible looks more like Venus Williams than Marjorie Taylor Greene. So... Thank you, Dan Byrne, for another brilliant song. Very much looking forward to the album when it comes out. 
And speaking about the whitewashing of the stories of the Bible, here is a bit of the track Eve Was Black by Alison Russell. find all things Allison Russell at allisonrusselmusic.com which describes the album that this track is from. The album is called The Returner and the site describes it as a body-shaking, mind-expanding, soulful expression of black liberation, black love, of black self-respect. And Allison Russell is amazing. She she walks the walk. She's not out here um, trying to be performative and her opinions and her positions on important issues um, after Tennessee passed some very egregious anti-trans and anti-gay laws. Alison Russell um, was the, the driving force behind a massive concert called Love Rising that was put on in Nashville featuring a large number of LGBTQ artists um, and allies speaking out and fighting against really bad oppressive laws and for the human rights that everyone deserves. And Alison Russell's voice has not gone unheard. Um, she recently won a Grammy Award at the most recent Grammy Awards. That's where you win Grammy Awards at the Grammy Awards. And also at those awards, uh, Paramore won an award. And the reason that it's that that's important for this story is that Representative Justin Jones of Nashville brought two resolutions to the House of Representatives in Tennessee, uh, a resolution to honor Paramore and to honor Allison Russell for their Grammy wins. But House Republican Caucus Chair Jeremy Faison objected to the resolution for Allison Russell, but not for the Paramore resolution. So the Paramore resolution passed, and the Allison Russell resolution was pushed back into committee. Here's what Allison Russell had to say in response to that via Instagram. To be clear, I'm not calling the Tennessee GOP out. They do that themselves. I am calling the growing Rainbow Coalition Love Rising Circle of Tennesseans who care about our shared equal humanity and destiny in. I've never made art for awards or accolades, though it is a gift when they come. This is not about whether or not I receive a ceremonial paper certificate of honor from the Tennessee legislature. It's about changing a pattern of behavior and, quote, lawmaking legislative terrorism that enshrines bigotry and division that disenfranchises, demonizes, and endangers whole communities of Tennesseans, whether it be for the color of our skin, who we love, our gender identity, 
our reproductive systems, how we dress, where we were born, our income bracket, which books we read or write, how we choose to worship or not, or if we want to go to school without being shot. I'm grateful for progressive and moderate legislators like Brother Jones, Vote Gloria, Justin Pearson, a.k.a. the Tennessee Three, and my District 51 rep for continuing to advocate for all Tennesseans. I'm grateful for active allies and towering artists showing up and standing up for equality and inclusion. Haley was instrumental in the success of our first Love Rising Benefit concert last March. Congrats to Paramore on making rock history with their first Grammy wins. The outpouring of love and support and early primary voting over the last few days has been supremely encouraging and hopeful that a change is going to come in Tennessee. And Haley Williams from Paramore had this to say, published at Variety.com, quote, The blatant racism of our state leadership is embarrassing and cruel. Myself, as well as Paramore, will continue to encourage young people to show up to vote with equality in mind. And Allison Russell is a part of this long history of people of color and other marginalized identities working in the country music genre and being pushed to the side, being held back, being hidden in in country music, um, sometimes being pushed into or sometimes actively and deliberately placing themselves into Americana, which is, from my my limited perspective on the genre, kind of a blend of country and folk, um, traditional music with deep, deep roots, which is country as well, but country has just been whitewashed so heavily over the last 40, 50 years at least, um, that when people think of country music, they, they don't see, they don't center black artists. They don't center artists of color. They don't center queer artists in, in that genre. And that's been intentional on the part of the folks who are managing that business, the, the business side of the music and the business side of the, of the genre of country music did not have room for black artists out in front at the top of the ticket, you know, being the face of what country music came to be portrayed as. And that's getting smashed. I, I like to talk about, you know, these facades that exist all over in, in all kinds of systems that govern our lives and, and how we need to pick up a hammer and, and smash that facade. And, and there's a lot of folks working in the country in Americana area in genres that are smashing that. Um, it's, it's really come to my attention recently with groups and organizations and movements like Black Opry creating space, creating visibility, promoting black artists that are in the, the country music genre. Um, I mean, Alison Russell's a, a 
great example and her collaboration with other black artists in the genre in Our Native Daughters, where she worked with Amethyst Kaya, Rihanna Giddens, and Layla McCullough put out a, a wonderful album, Songs of Our Native Daughters, um, including the, the song Black Myself, which is a fantastic song. So all of this pushing against the barrier has been going on now for, for a long time and has seen certain levels of success lately. Now, a massive spotlight has just been shown on country music with Beyonce uh, putting out some music in the country genre. Um, so there's a possibility of a, a big breakthrough, a big shift in that facade, shift in what people think of when they think of country music. And in myself, you asked me three, three years ago, four years ago about genres of music and which I, I like or, or not like. And I'm not very genre focused. I like music that, that says something to me that has lyrics that are powerful and are speaking up in the right ways for people. Um, but I would have said country music's one that is not is low on my list of genres that I enjoy and that's because of this warped view of what country music was and that you know view is intentional partly propaganda partly partly actively business promoting certain things and certain artists and calling this is country that is something else if it doesn't look like this it isn't country it's it's something else um so my view on that has has changed in the last few years and i think there's a, a lot of success in these efforts that is come that are coming to to pass and while beyonce has sh has shown this massive massive spotlight on country as a place that that black people can participate and thrive i think the real breakthrough that hopefully the real breakthrough that will last is actually Luke Combs singing Tracy Chapman's song Fast Car and bringing that to number one in the country charts. And not only doing that, because that by itself could have had no impact in, in breaking through the stereotypes and in breaking through barriers down but at those grammy awards luke combs centering and focusing the spotlight and the attention on tracy chapman in the performance of fast car bringing her on the stage that wasn't necessary to do it was choices made by whomever whether there was choices made by business folks in the back room or whether it was Luke Combs saying, this is what I want, I don't know. But the ultimate result was a beautiful moment of allyship, of being an accomplice in breaking those barriers down. And hopefully now, with all of the folks that have been working tirelessly and pushing against these obstacles, for a long time hopefully now there'll be room 
for them to become more visible, to take their rightful place as, you know, mainstream featured well-known artists in this genre. Also, I'm more than thrilled that Tracy Chapman has been introduced to entire new generations of folks that were unaware of Tracy Chapman. I mean, she's always been well-known. She's always been popular. She's always had a significant amount of success. But, you know, do the young people know her? Do the young people hear her? Because what she has said, what she has always said, what she has always sung about is still resonant. We're still fighting the same battles that, that she put into her music when since she started performing and recording music. And it is thrilling that new generations of people have been introduced to her, that she's now topping the charts, that people are, you know, listening not only to Fast Car, but hopefully are going beyond that. Hopefully are, you know, hearing tracks like Behind the Wall, hearing tracks like Sub City, hearing songs like Material World, and music and lyrics that really can change the way you think about things. Here's a little bit of Tracy Chapman's song, Why. enough food to feed the world why wouldn't there so many of us are there people still the known why when this is called peacekeepers when there ain't to kill why is a woman still not safe when she's in her home love is hate war is peace no is yes we're all free but somebody's gonna have to answer Time is coming soon Amidst all these questions and contradictions There's some who seek the truth Tell me why do the baby stop And that track was off of the album Tracy Chapman by Tracy Chapman. When we think about Americana music, clearly one of the first things we think about is the UK and and Billy Bragg. And uh, I'm being facetious, but but not entirely. The UK American Americana Music Awards uh, happened recently, and Billy Bragg won for Best Selling Americana Album by a UK Artist. That album is The Roaring Forty, which is not just an album. This is a massive box set of Billy Bragg's songs. It contains over 300 songs. Um, Billy Bragg is one of my favorite artists of all time. He was back featured back on episode two of Polyrical and it's music like his that really got me interested in promoting music, promoting political music, promoting music that, that takes a stance, that has an opinion, that tries to encourage folks that are working for a better world, tries to express 
opinions about things going on, things happening in the world, and encourage folks to take action. Here's a short interview published on officialcharts.com about Billy Bragg and Americana music and his recent win. You claimed the best-selling Americana album by a British artist at the AMA UK Awards recently. You must feel proud. It's an amazing achievement after 40 years of making records as a series of releases celebrating my entire four-decade career. The Roaring 40 has been a massive project that involved me delving into my archives to find out who played what on which track and when. The box set contains over 300 songs, some of which have never been released before. Others saw the light of day on obscure agit-pop compilations back in the 1980s, often released on one-off labels linked to publications that no longer exist. Looking back over the Roaring Forty, which songs are you most proud of and why? Oddly, it's the most recent ones that I feel most strongly about. It's probably best not to fixate on what you were writing in your 20s when your situation was totally different to how it is now, both personally and politically. Having said that, one of the songs that I'm most proud of, I Will Be Your Shield, from my most recent album, The Million Things That Never Happened, is more or less expressing the same sentiments as the opening track on my debut album, The Milkman of Human Kindness. Some struggle to define the Americana genre. What does it mean to you? Having been to Nashville during the Americana Music Association's annual awards ceremony and looking at the artists they chose to honor, I've come to the conclusion that Americana is anything that takes its inspiration from American roots music. It doesn't have to come out of America. Skiffle is a good example of how Americana found a home in the UK back in the 1950s. My most obvious connection to the genre would be my work with the Woody Guthrie Archive, the Mermaid Avenue records, that I made with Wilco back in the late 1990s. But my love of soul music is audible on my records, so I would probably have qualified anyway. You've contributed to Jamie Webster's latest album, How Was It Working With Him? I'm a big fan of Jamie Webster. He came to Left Field, the stage that my manager, Juliet Wills, and I curate at Glastonbury, and he filled the tent with a massive sing-along crowd. Being invited to make a contribution to his new record, Ten for the People, was a real buzz for me, as he is someone who shares my view that music should be about something more than just entertainment. His songs address the challenges that people face after years of austerity, but they're uplifting, too. You're a strong advocate of trans rights. How important is it to you that you show support to the community through your lyricism and actions? Back in the 90s, I had a hit with a song called Sexuality, a song of allyship with the gay and lesbian community who were stigmatized at the time. The Tories passed a law banning the discussion of gay and lesbian lifestyle in schools, and the right-wing press promoted the idea that gays were a threat to society as they were spreading the AIDS virus. We've come a long way since then. Gays and lesbians are accepted now to the extent that everyone respects their right to equal marriage. Yet the right wing need their scapegoats, so now it's the trans and non-binary communities who are in their crosshairs. The deputy chair of the Conservative Party said last year that the Tories will be fighting the next election on trans rights and culture war issues. For anyone like myself who witnessed the homophobia of the 1980s, this is history 
repeating itself. The trans community needs cis allies if they are not to be the target of transphobia. So I have written Sexuality all those years ago. I feel I would be betraying the intent of that song if I didn't tweak the lyrics to make it a song of allyship with our trans and non-binary siblings. Which other artists inspire you right now? I'm drawn to artists who, like Jamie Webster, sing about the pressures that young people feel under. Benefits, Seb Lowe, Billy Nomates, Bob Villain. These are people who grapple with the harsh realities of life rather than looking to distract the listener from reality. There are plenty of people in the charts doing that anyway. And finally, you've achieved so much already. Is there anything still on your bucket list that you've yet to tick off but are desperate to? Yeah, abolish the House of Lords. One of my favorite, and I think one of the more obscure tracks by Billy Bragg is the marching song of the Covert Battalions. This was originally released on the EP, The International. in order Just remember when you're sleeping in your beds They're only two days drive from the Texas border How can a country large as ours be scared of such a threat? Well if they won't work for us they're against us you can bet They may be sovereign countries but you folks at home forget That they all want what we've got but they don't know it and a later lyric in that song is if you thought the army was here to protect people like yourselves i've some news for you we're here to defend wealth that'll just about wrap up this episode of polyrical you can follow Polyrical on Collectiva.social in the Fediverse and on the site formerly known as Twitter, at Polyrical. And you'll find all of the available back episodes at Polyrical.com. And you can listen to this and all my podcasts playing 24-7 at MovingTrainRadio.com. Thanks for listening. And if you're still listening, if you can hear this, and I still have the licenses to play these songs in full. Here are many of the songs in full that we heard pieces of during the early part of the show. Plus a couple of bonus tracks that originally appeared on episode two of Polyrical. Thanks for listening.
Mr. Where's the place that they call home now? Tell me when these people will be free. You've rolled in with your tanks and now you've set up all your banks. It's thanks to you they're labeled refugees. Don't say I'm wrong, please don't make light. Don't tell me everything's alright. When your profits in the billions, but they've got no hope inside. And a death toll in the millions, Mr. Tell me, how do you sleep at night? To her cup, looks over at her workstation, hoping that she'll look up. It's just a nine to five, it's just a nine to five. Building military systems to be fired at a distance, it's just a nine to five. Smiles as he hands her a cuppa Looking up from a targeting grids She likes it when he brings coffee While they shoot Palestinian kids He waits as she blows it cool gently And wonders if he should just ask her What is she doing this Friday? While we watch the destruction of Gaza, it's just a nine to five. It's just a nine to five. Building military systems to be fired at a distance. It's just a nine to five. There's a man in a factory in Leicester. Dreaming of romance and love Through his day-to-day -day military technology Assembling death from above 
One day they'll be together Two kids and a dog called Jade Remember in a factory in Leicester Where the tools of war are made It's just a nine to five It's just a nine to five Building military systems to be fired at a distance It's just a nine to five It's just a nine to five It's just a nine to five Some guns, a million years of nuclear garbage. 
starve There's enough food to feed the world Why wouldn't there so many of us Are there people still alone? Why are the little stop peacekeepers When there ain't to kill? Why is a woman still not safe When she's in her home? Love is hate War is peace No is yes We're all free is coming soon amidst all these questions and contradictions there's some who seek the truth but tell me why do the babies stop there's enough food to feed the world why wouldn't there so many of us are there people still alone why are the missiles called peacekeepers when they're aimed to kill why is a woman still not safe when she's in her home love is hate war is peace no is yes But somebody's gonna have to answer The time is coming soon When the blind remove their blinders And the streets that speak the truth Tell me why do the babies stop There's enough food to feed the world Why wouldn't there so many of us Are there people still alone And why are the missiles called peacekeepers When they're aimed to kill Why is a woman still not safe When she's in her home Love is hate, war is peace, no is yes, we're all free. Nation, 
T-shirt has not, we are between the wars. Country large as ours, be scared of such a threat. Well, if they won't work for us, they're against us, you can bet. They may be sovereign countries, but you folks at home forget. 
That they all want what we've got But they don't know it yet Tra-la-la-la 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 Just another word for nothing left to sell And if you want narcotics we can get you those as well We help the multinationals when they cry out protect us The locals scream and shout a bit but we don't let that affect us We're here to lend a helping hand in case they don't elect us How dare they buy our products and still they don't respect us protecting people like yourself I have some news for you we're here to defend wealth away with nuns and bishops the good lord will help those who help themselves I have some news to you we're here 